Hello there. Welcome to the show. I'm Nina Turner. This is Unbossed. And before we get all the way started, I have to give a big thanks to Adrian Lawrence, who was holding it down for sister while I was doing my thing at the New School Institute on power, race, power, and political economy, led by the very own one of the best stratification economists in the galaxy, the one and only. Dr. Derek Hamilton. And today in the co-chair seat, because you know it's Friday, you know who it is, is Mayor Mondale Robinson in the house, a Rebel HQ contributor. Mayor, I'm so glad it's Friday and so glad you are here. Yes, as am I. It's good to be with you and uh, let's get in it. Let's go ahead and do it. So today, folks, the mayor and I, we're gonna be talking about, you guessed it, Former President Donald J. Trump has been indicted by a Manhattan grand jury, making the first time in US history a current or former president has faced criminal charges. And in my home state, Ohio, refuses to feed the damn kids. Now, y'all know I'm gonna get into this. I'm always going across the country talking about other folks' state. I gotta check the man or the woman or the person in the mirror. So I am going to stay right here at home. And we're gonna talk about how Ohio will not feed the babies. And later in the show, the removal of Ruby Bridges film from a Florida school sparks outrage and rightfully so. So we're gonna get into who Ruby Bridges is because she is still here with us live and in living color. And we're gonna talk about why people are outraged about what this school in Florida is doing. Florida, y'all know what I'm, I am going to say, please get your governor, please. Now, don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time tuning in to Unboss. Welcome, baby. We are so glad that you are here. If you are a regular, why don't you go ahead and spread the good news that Unbossed is one of the best hours of a person day. Go ahead and subscribe. Why you had to become a member of TYT so you can help us continue to do what we do, which is to be an independent media source. We can't do it without you. So here we go right into President Donald J. Trump indictment is finally here. Watch. He's the nominee. You're putting 74 million votes in prison. Overstepping the bounds. It's almost as if the Democrats want exactly what happened in 2016 to happen again. They're trying to take him out now and they're trying to trigger another January 6th. If this New York City prosecutor is allowed to do this and you are not a Democrat, you need to get out as soon as you can. You run the very real risk of becoming a target of these deep staters. Here uh, we have just gotten word <gasps> former President Donald Trump has what? been indicted by a grand jury in New York. As you probably know, this all stems from Trump's hush money case involving Stormy Daniels. And those Republicans that we just saw, those Fox News hosts, I mean, they're about to lose their minds. I thought they're about to jump out of their skin. What do you mean trying to trigger another January 6th? It was President Donald J. Trump mayor who actually triggered January 6th. This whole compilation of them losing it, I'm not surprised that they're losing it. You, Mayor? Not at all. I, I tell you what's funny though, uh, and, and funny in a disgusting way, is karma. Karma, not just because one of the Central Park Fives, who Donald Trump still re- refuses to apologize for after he spent $85,000 helping them get a wrongful conviction of these teenage boys, black and brown boys. Um, but karma because this is, this is supposed to be the law and order party. The law and order party, and now all they're doing is bashing police every chance they go after Donald Trump. And this is not just the district attorney 
This is these are this is a grand jury that said there's enough evidence to bring 30 charges against this past president. And I'm glad it's happening. Regardless of how much Fox and Donald Trump try to sell you that this is political war, it's not that. It's it's carrying out law as it should happen regardless of what position you hold in this country. No one, not even the president or past presidents, are above the law or should be at least. That is it, and according to New York laws, he broke those laws. So here we are, and the mayor's point about a grand jury, those are people, everyday people like you and me on that grand jury. They decided, as he said, there was enough there, and here we are. This is historic as it becomes, again, the first time a former or a current president is going to be or is indicted in this country. And just reported this afternoon, just this afternoon, hot off the presses. A little bit before our show started, Trump will be arraigned Tuesday to face hush money indictment. So that's gonna be on Tuesday. And arraignment, many of you know, is the first process, the first step within a criminal trial where the defendant gets to go before the court and gets to hear what the charges are against them. So that will happen for President Donald J. Trump on Tuesday. Now, President Biden has declined to comment. But my stunt double, she weighed in per usual, she did. Just simple, Trump indicted, nothing else to be said. Grand jury votes to indict Donald Trump in New York. Live updates, Mr. Trump will be the first former president to face criminal charges. The precise charges are not yet known, but the case is focused on a hush money payment to a porn star during his 2016 campaign. And Trump himself said his usual nonsense in response to the indictment. Here's what he said in the statement. This is political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. From the time I came down the golden escalator, I thought the brother was gonna say from the time he descended from heaven. But anyway, let me go on and read what the Hill staff wrote. From the time I came down, <coughs> excuse me, shit, I done choked my own self up. Mayor, from the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Towers, and even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of the hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. That is Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of these United States of America. Now he went on, cause you know, Mr. Trump has to go on. Never before in our nation's history has this been done. The Democrats have cheated countless times over the decades, including spying on my campaign, but weaponizing our justice system to punish a political opponent who just so happens to be a president of the United States. And by far the leading Republican candidate for president has never happened before ever. Well, you know what? Former President Donald J. Trump is correct. An indictment of a president or a former president has indeed never ever happened before. He got that right. Now, Trump's team is claiming this indictment was a surprise, really. I mean, the whisper campaign that really was not a whisper has been out there for weeks. This is what they said, the former president reckoned along with his aides that recent reporting about the grand jury taking a break from neck next week meant prosecutors in the district attorney's office were reconsidering whether to seek an indictment over the matter. Mayor Robinson, I'm sure he wished they were trying to reconsider, but here we are. This was not a surprise. It was no secret that these charges were coming down. 
Yeah, I mean, like for, for his for his attorney to get on national TV and tell that lie is absolutely ridiculous. Especially after Trump is the one who broke the news. Trump is the one that said he was going to be indicted, just like he told the world about what happened with the FBI raid and then cry about it. So we know what Trump is doing. Trump is trying to play victim as he always does, even when he's descending down a golden elevator from heaven or what. Trump Tower, whatever he calls it these days. I think the problem here is for Trump is he's 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 starting to look more and more like a hypocrite, if that's even possible. Because keep in mind, he's talking about the Democrats cheated and how the how the justice system is being misused. This is a person who tried to push our Justice Department to call a fair election criminal or illegal. He was pressuring Barr to do that. And Barr, who went way too far under his his reign at the Justice Department, wouldn't even go along with this. So it's funny to see Trump in his position and Republicans heads exploding on national TV as if they don't know that Trump's criminal. But it reminds us day in, day in and day out that the Republicans don't care about anything unless it's ratings, views on Twitter, or whiteness, point blank period. Point blank Period. We gonna. I mean, it is absolutely true. And this stunt. I mean, the president is one of the best at making sure that people continue to pay attention to him and only him. And it is no surprise that he has actually made himself the victim. So we this this circus will continue. We can guarantee you that. Now, Stormy Daniels, who's really at the center of this, she had something to say about it, and that she is the other main player in this chaos. Uh, take a look at this headline. Stormy Daniels said she'd dance in the streets if Trump was indicted. Now she's sad it happened. Now, if y'all believe that, I got a, a glacier I want to sell you. Okay, if you believe she really sad about this. Sad, I highly doubt that. Daniels wasn't aware of the indictment for nearly two hours. She returned home to literally hundreds of messages, she said, and called her longtime lawyer, Clark Brewster, to ask what was up. Come on. Lady, a few weeks ago, Daniel said she would dance down the street if and when Trump was indicted on hush money related charges stemming from her alleged affair with him back in 2016. Well, I guess she's gonna get to do that dance. Brewster broke down her reaction even more. Brewster said she was surprised, honestly, even though it was mostly expected. The fact is that she feels bad that the guy has been charged. But on the other hand, truly, she knew what the facts were, and she wants him to deal with the truth as well. So far from that, so from that perspective, there's a degree of feeling like the system is working. Make up your mind, lady, man. Really, this this ain't number theater on her part as well. You know, don't get me started on her too, because I, I got a few words for her as well. But your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. This is her trying to get a a special on Bravo TV. Probably, I am not amused by this. There ain't no sadness in that woman heart for this. No. This is absolutely she. She has her Google settings set. I can guarantee you for everything about this yeah. indictment. And every time something comes on, she knows about it. I am not. I don't believe for a second that she's sad about anything. She's. She's a bigger ploy as he is. I, I tell you this though, I know who's not sad and who's not dancing down the street is Donald Trump's wife. I heard uh, there's rumbles inside that marriage that Melania is extremely upset with the fact that this story is back in the media and even to the point of considering leaving this man. Yeah, she didn't stay. She hung in there for a very long time over all his mischief and mayhem. Um, but Mary, yeah, Stormy, Stormy Daniels is trying to get her 15 seconds or 15 minutes of fame all over again. Let us not forget that she uh, allegedly said to him, you know, pay me 
or I'm gonna expose that we had an affair. You, you know, so lady, you're not surprised. She is happy that this is happening to him. She wanted this to happen to him, and she will get a chance to absolutely do her dance. It's unfortunate to me, though, Mayor, that she is gonna get this time. I really don't think she should get any time at all. These were two consenting adults. Trump broke campaign finance law, make no mistake about it. But him and Stormy Daniels had an affair. She was cool with the affair, and then when he started running for president, she said she was gonna, you know, give me some money or else. I mean, that that's what happened here. So I ain't got no sympathy for her either. Yeah, this, she's an opportunist and she's using that. Um, but we should also remind the viewers two things they should take away from the stories. One, Trump can say this is election uh, interference. It's not that. There's no signs of that. There's criminal activity that's been investigated, and a grand jury saw enough to investigate that and, and, and list out charges, 30 of them. So that also means that we have some business fraud charges that Trump's gonna be facing. Because if it's 30 charges, they're not just about what happened during the election. So I'm super excited to dig into these charges when they are made. Uh, when they're unsealed. Oh, they're gonna dig and dig very deeply. And thank you, Mayor, for reminding people that Stormy Daniels is only one part of it. It's the most sensational part of it, because anything to deal with sex, money, and drugs is going to be sensational. And that is why Daniels is back in the news on this. But please, Melania Trump is the only one that you know should be getting any sympathy here. These two should not, because they knew exactly what they were doing. And again, the charges is the hush money part. It's not the fact that he had an affair with her, but it's how he spent campaign finance or how he spent his campaign, you know, money and tried to cover it up. That is at the center of all of this for that part. Well, Stormy, you're gonna get to do your dance, baby. We're gonna see if you get you can cut a two-step or not. We see if you got any rhythm. And the right wing, you know, they got reactions too. Before the indictment, right wingers were already portraying Trump as a martyr. This is the role that the president former president plays very well. It's even worse than what we could even imagine. I think, watch this. I think the unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States on a campaign finance issue is an outrage. DonaldJTrump.com, go tonight, give the president some money to fight this bullshit. This is going to destroy America. We have to decide and commit to the policy of mutually assured destruction. Democrats are launching nukes at us. We better decide we're launching nukes back at them until they stop. Alvin Bragg has has had his career in office letting violent criminals go, lowering felonies down to misdemeanors. Ironically, what he's trying to do here is take a felony and blow it, uh, take a misdemeanor rather, and blow it up into a felony. If you believe in our system and you want it to continue, you have to raise your hand and say stop. Because this is too great an assault on our system, much greater than anything we saw on January 6th, that's for certain. So Good God, Tucker, do you have any respect, man? Really, this is not worse than January. January. Lord, have mercy on this man. So listen, Tucker, really, get a grip, please. And I'm signed very deeply right now. But of course, they had to weigh in on Twitter too. Let's see what Senator Ted Cruz got even more dramatic than he was in, in the little interview you saw. Russia, China, North Korea, Venezuela, Cuba, America? The Trump indictment is a blow to the rule of law. The, the Lord, the Trump indictment is a blow to the rule of law and a blow to America. Verdict one dash X. I mean, Mayor, they acting like the man is innocent. I, I, I don't. Well, let me back that up. Let me back that up. Put the mayor next to me. Let me not say that, right? Because you're innocent until proven guilty. He's been indicted. He's going to be arraigned. So let me let me back that up. 
but they already acting as though that the the that there is no case when in fact there is a case against Donald J Trump 30 charges a grand jury saw fit and here we are and they can't even deal with that yeah, I mean, they can't deal with it for a couple of reasons. You notice the candidates, those who might be running for president in 2024, are yeah. super upset about this because they know this is going to make Trump more popular with a right wing base that is unhinged. They yes. know Trump will become more popular with January 6ers and the, and the base of the Republican Party, but because of these indictments, that's what they're worried about. And then the other part of that is ratings, right? Tucker Carson, and we already know that they didn't believe Trump about election rigging. They didn't believe Trump about January 6th. They asked him to stop. It. We saw the people at Fox do this, and now they're being charged because of that, and also sued by um, Dominion. So I think what's what, what what's going on right now is a bunch of white men who are crying that the world is being taken from them when they control most of the system, and they can't deal with a little bit of accountability, even when it comes at state of Trump being charged for crimes we know or possibly know that he committed. Oh, they cannot take it at. All and then when Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham said he read off the man's website and said send him money, he got to worry about that. Donald J. Trump is gonna make a lot of money off of this. I mean that is very clear. He's gonna be able to fundraise off of this, no doubt about it. He is masterful at this, and so the reaction from the right wing is no surprise. It just shows that Trump's grasp on the party, as the mayor was laying out, is very strong. I mean, some of these people talking, Trump mopped the floor with them in 2016 when he was running against them. He literally just destroyed these people on stage. And the same party that's been chirping about this law and order. Ever since Trump made his presence known in the presidential race in 2016, now they want no law and they damn sure don't want no order. Biden, but if Biden and the Democrats think that this is going to be an easy victory and that this seals the deal for them in 2024, they got another thing coming. They better wake up to the reality that Trump is just going to gain even more momentum from this and the Democrats better ready themselves. And Mayor, one of my biggest concerns about this whole thing, Trump Trump broke, if Trump broke the law and is found out in court that he is and he's found guilty, have at it. You are absolutely right when you made in some of your open statements since we started this segment that nobody is above the law. I won't put that in the parking lot just for a minute. But what I fear is going to happen is what continues to happen in this country that nothing really materially is going to change for big mama, big papa and they and they children, they children's children because this theater is going to continue and is going to give both Democrats and Republicans excuses for not doing their damn jobs. And whether that's the local level, regional level, state level, or especially the federal level, they are gonna continue on with the circus as usual. That this That's my biggest concern. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you 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 spot on with that, sis. Let's let's be clear. We already got Democratic senators Klobuchar talking about regardless of what happens in this case, Trump should still be allowed to run for president. So we already see a diminishing. Well, he is. He's, he's, he can run. Yeah, he's still yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, but like we don't even know what the charges are, and she said he should be able to run, right? So there, there could be charges that that makes it illegal for him to run or bars him from running. And she's saying that that shouldn't be the case. And I think it's this level of of systematic protection for the political class on both sides by both sides that is absolutely disgusting and also prevents making issues pertinent to poor people, working class people, um, a top priority in, in, in these agendas. And I think what, what we see is that is disgusting is this theater, this theater uh, right. of Trump. This theater of Trump will will prevent Democrats from doing anything radical that will 
that will absolutely benefit people. And I also take I take a, a aim at Trump calling Biden a part of the radical left because I am a part of the <laughs> radical left and I ain't seen Biden at none of the camps. You Hello. Right, don't put them over here. Call them a neoliberal. That's what he is. But you're right here. Don't don't bring them over here. None of them latte drinking, <laughs> latte liberals. You, amen to that, Mayor. Amen to that. Well, listen, you all. We're gonna keep you posted on this because it is in the news. Trump definitely knows how to do a few things. Right, he needs to be a he knows how to be a martyr and he knows how to stay in the news. So we're gonna keep you posted on this because this is newsworthy. You want to know? First time in history, a president or former president has been indicted. So we will. Unfortunately, keep you posted. Now we move into my great state, and this is an absolute disgrace. I want you to take a look at this headline right here. School district pleads for universal lunch amid budget talks. Now, why in the hell did they have to beg the great state of Ohio to provide lunches, breakfast and lunches for our children? Now, as many of you know, I served in Ohio legislature, I served in Ohio Senate, and it was definitely Republican dominated. It's even more so Republican dominated now. It's even worse. It's worse. And from all the heated policy debates that we had, whether it was over voting rights or reproductive rights or taxes, never did I think that my state would 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 deny children the opportunity to eat. That they would just sit up there and and see the people who are with these babies, these children, every single day. Say to the members of the General Assembly, both Republican and Democrats, but I'm really looking at you hard Republicans because you are in total control of the General Assembly, that you would play games with these babies being able to eat. And this situation is just immoral. And a lot of y'all walking around clinging to your religion. There's all kinds of folks in there from various religions walking those halls in that General Assembly, but especially the Christian types, the ones that's gonna cling to Jesus. Now I'm here to tell you, what would Jesus do? Jesus would feed the damn babies. That's what he would do. Now, many of you Christian types, y'all know the scripture about the loaves, two fishes and the five loaves, and how that miracle took place. And Jesus was able to turn that into a whole lot of food, and he fed a whole lot of folks. So I want y'all to turn to that particular scripture as you ponder whether or not you should put in this budget the money necessary to have a universal meal program in the schools. I'm over y'all on this. Now we're gonna fight, we're gonna do the dance on this. Lord have mercy, I wish I was down there in that legislature, but I can jump into my vehicle and be down there in a New York minute to raise all kinds of hell. And I just might do that. Let's paint this picture here. Darren Guerrero had to tell a six-year-old girl she couldn't eat lunch at Athens, at Athens County's Alexander's local school district, Guerrero spent his days creating recipes, building menus, and serving food to the students. But his job isn't so enjoyable on Wednesdays. Because you know what? On Wednesdays, sisters and brothers and family and friends, Guerrero got to tell students they can't eat. You heard me right. Got to tell them they cannot eat because they got a tab. Their parents got a tab. They got a debt for school lunch and school breakfast, not making this stuff up, happening in the United States of America and unfortunately happening in my state. Now, according to a Baldwin Wallace poll, this is a university of parent priorities, universal breakfast and lunch programs are highly supported by parents. Findings in the study showed that 46% of parents said their child ate a free lunch at school five days a week. 87% of parents said those meals should be provided 
for free. Are you listening members of the General Assembly? Now overwhelmingly the parents said that those meals should be provided for free. They didn't equivocate on that 87%. Now in the math that I took in school, you can even round that up. We can round that up to 90% if we wanted to in anybody's book in math. Let me let me quote the great Andrew Yang. The math, well, let me quote him in reverse. The math is mathing on this one, 87%. So the Ohio General Assembly and Governor DeWine, I'm talking to y'all, inquiring minds want to know, the parents of Ohio's children want to know, what are you going to do? Now everyone benefits in this scenario because sometimes good policy is also good politics. And when you are a politician, when policy and politics can line together, baby, that is magic. So let's look at what happens to the farmers, this is good for them. The concept of giving all students free meals regardless of income could also give a boost to farmers around the state as well. As some districts already work with local food producers to bring nutritional meals to their students according to Weber. And this is the way it should be. We should tie those two things together and bring locally farmed and sourced foods into these schools all over the great state of Ohio and have a win, 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 win. And while we win and keep on winning on this. And then also in politics, I learned never let a good crisis go to waste. The COVID-19 pandemic also inadvertently served as a pilot program for universal lunches as school districts took it upon themselves to send food home to students as they learned in online classrooms. This all started because of an enormous strain that the pandemic put on families. And that strain is still there. Just because we're not at the peak of the pandemic does not mean that people are not suffering. So let's keep on doing what is just, what is right, and what is good. Mayor, your thoughts so far? Yeah, I listen above and beyond the wonderful biblical story that you laid out about our need to feed the least amongst us, especially kids. And we know that story about the 5,000 men that were fed by Jesus. What people forget is they named the 5,000 men. So that means how many women and children were there in inclusion to that 5,000. So. We also know we also know that school lunch is super critical to the well-being and health of students, right? We know that when kids have food and, and, and free food, especially at school, it provides them with everything they need to be prepared to learn in classroom. It also reduces food insecurity, obesity rates, and poor health. So this idea that we care about people, we care so much about children that we tell parents, they can't tell them kids how they identify, but we won't even feed these kids. The same people that are fighting against parents' rights, swear that parents need a bill of rights for their students, and they are here starving these kids. You are absolutely right about that, Mary. And the people that are working in the schools every day that are the ones that have to turn these kids down are begging the General Assembly to do the right thing. Let's quote Darren Guerrero. He said the following, we demand that kids be in school away from their parents for six hours per day. And then for some reason, we refuse to feed them while they are there to combat the pride gap and the stigma it would be better to require all families to apply for assistance regardless of income level. And and Garino, he works for the Athens County Alexander Local School District. And I totally 100% agree with this universal meals, regardless of zip codes in the great state of Ohio. And Ohio, look, we can do, Minnesota just did it. Take a look at this. It is now. 
this is indeed the one time, a rare occasion that you will see children surrounding a politician for something that absolutely, absolutely directly impacts them in real time. Isn't that a beautiful sight that this governor and the legislature in that state decided that they were going to do that and they are going to change lives immensely in real time. Now, Ohio, and I'm talking to Ohio. Ohio, we have the resources to ensure all of our children, all of them, that they get these two good meals every single day. We got the resources. So I want you to stop playing games and go ahead and add that $20 million in the budget that it will take to provide breakfast and lunch for all Ohio's children, just $20 million. And the state of Ohio's FY, Fiscal year budget for 2022 into 2023, the biennium budget is about $80.8 billion. Or let's just go ahead and say $81 billion for FY22 and $81.1 billion for FY2023. Now that is the biennium budget, folks. Aren't our children worth the $20 million investment? And our rainy day fund is just teeming over. We got the one of the we got the largest rainy day fund that this state has ever had in the history of the state at over 3.5 billion dollars would it be. Well, it's raining for the babies in this state and they deserve to be fed. So Ohio, stop playing games and go ahead and put that in there. The biggest. So it's storming. Why don't y'all pretend like these kids are part of your owner donors? Pretend just for a minute. That these babies and their parents represent the owner donor class and go ahead and make it rain for them. That $20 million that is necessary to feed all of Ohio's children. And my stunt double had to weigh in on this, as she often does. It's just as simple as that. School lunches should be free. And hell, let's just go ahead and throw in school breakfasts too. Just go ahead and feed these babies and stop playing games. They shouldn't be hungry. And teachers and other folks that work with these babies shouldn't have to beg you to feed them. And if you don't do it, you're cowards. Absolute cowards. And I'm, I'm, Mayor, I'm telling you, I know we got to go to break. Marissa saying we got to go to break. Hell, we might not get to the last story on this one. I, this, this, this is serious because there are only four states in this country that give universal meals to our students. They should not be going hungry. We should have a social contract. And if they don't do this in Ohio, they cowards. And I am coming down there. I'm not going to let this go. But Lord Hammers, I wish I was on the floor right now. I wish I was in those rooms. I will be making some phone calls on this one, Mayor. I'm not letting it go. Yeah, those kids need your voice and a champion like you right now because here's what here's what happened. We we find ourselves being this supposedly being this moral country, this moral industry if you consider the country to be an industry. Yet and still, the the people that are the least most vulnerable, our seniors and our kids, get used as pawns. And this is absolutely ridiculous when we're talking about a public school system. And when you said treat these kids as if their parents are owner donors, they know that their kids aren't owners. Don't these kids aren't belonging to the the owner donor class, and that's why they're comfortable starving these kids. And I do mean that that's not hyperbole. Some of these kids will not eat. I was a child that did not eat but for school lunch, especially in the summer. If it wasn't for the summer school lunch program, I would not have had a meal some days. So I think this is absolutely disgusting and it definitely needs to be front page of everybody's newspaper. Everybody, Mary, and I'm with you. I was one of those kids too, that summer program and even the summer jobs programs that they had. I wouldn't have had a little money 
to help help my family. You know, it wasn't me living high off the. I had to really help to support my family. So that's why this is so near and dear to my heart. I know personally what it's like to miss meals as a child. You know, and and anyway, Ohio General Assembly and Governor Mike DeWine heed the call. Go ahead and do this is good policy too. This is good morally and it's good politically. Stop playing games and go ahead and add that $20 million in here. Why you add it? Go ahead and double it and make it 40 million. We got it. We got it in the rainy day fund and you got it in this budget. Stop playing games with these babies and they bellies. If y'all don't do it, you're cowards. And Ohio, stand up to these mofos. If they want to do something that's truly bipartisan and beautiful, like putting bipartisan and beautiful together. If they truly want to do something, this is the thing to do. We got your, we got our eyes on you. Don't make me get on that highway and come down there because I will do just that. All right, y'all, we'll be right back after this. Let us know what you think about making sure that the babies all over this country have universal meals, both breakfast and lunch, and meals provided for them over the summertime. Let us, let us know. Let the mayor and myself know what you're thinking. We'll be right back after this. And we are back. Gotta talk about the show when. Ever you miss Unboss Live, you can always catch it on video on demand on our YouTube channel. So go there, find full clips by scanning the Q code or going to youtube.com slash unbossed. That's youtube.com slash unbossed TYT. And hell, if you forget all that, just put Nina Turner Unbossed and it come right up. <laughs> Let's just keep it simple, just do that. And you can watch your favorite shows on Pluto TV, Samson TV plus, Roku. Roku done laid some people off though. You know, YouTube TV and more by searching for TYT or the Young Turks. And remember to add our channel to your favorites. And the watch list is coming up right after this with J.R. Jackson. So just keep it right here. And then if none of that video demand works for you for Unbossed, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Do that and please tell a friend and a friend of me. When it comes to watching Unbossed, you can even let your frenemies know. All right, we're going to my best part of the show. Here we go, starting with our TYT members comments. Arene Jean, well, if it isn't the one and only Nina Turner, you are a rock star always. Love you and the mayor. Have a great show. I know you will. Thank you, darling. We appreciate you. And on Twitch, Sylvia, Adrian is an excellent host. Yes, she is. She did that. Again, Adrian, thank you so much. But love wrapping up the week with Nina and the mayor. Exclamation point. And Nero, the fact that these lunch programs are even needed is an indictment against the country. The fact that they're getting canceled or not free is beyond the pale. Totally, we agree with you, Nero, on that. And on YouTube, Super Chat, Winston, hey, Winston, Nina and Mayor Mondale, Friday just got even better. <laughs> Thank you, Winston. We agree with you on that. And Larry Swan, Latte liberals tossing their union busting Starbucks drinks into the air in celebration while thinking Trump is getting arrested means democracy is safe. Larry Swan, we, we, we got to marinate on that. Let me let me read that one more good time because you are right. Yeah, keep keep the mayor up. Latte liberals tossing their union busting Starbucks drinks into the air in celebration while thinking Trump getting arrested means democracy is safe. 
You're absolutely right. That's exactly what they think. Because to them, Trump is the only threat to democracy, not the fact that we've got the most inequities of any developed nation. Larry, Mayor, Larry did that. That's it. That 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 that's what really scares and bothers me about this. Not that Trump got to face, you know, face 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 charges or answer to the laws that he's broken. It is what Larry Swan said. It's, it's, it's spot on and it also it makes us recognize that we're the only developed nation in this world that don't have a class pushing for straight socialist policies. And we also don't have socialized healthcare and other nope. programs like feeding poor people that, that exist. And that's just why we are starving kids and arguing about it as if it should be part of the conversation. Yeah. No, Larry, thank you for that. You, hey, Sachi, say what Larry said, because I'm gonna be reading that quote over and over again, because that's it. That is the reason. That's the point right there. Thinking that this is over, they ain't got to do nothing else. Lord, have mercy on all of our souls. All right, we going into Florida, unfortunately. No beaches and no waves. Florida's at it again, continue to attempt to whitewash history. This time, an elementary school is facing an issue when a Disney movie about Ruby Bridges was played for children. Here's a poster of the movie, Disney, Ruby Bridges, that's so beautiful. The Disney movie, Ruby Bridges, which tells the story of a six year old who integrated New Orleans schools in the 1960s. This is real, Ruby Bridges is real, this story is real, and she was the first African American student to integrate an elementary school in the South. There she is, and she is very much alive and very much well. That picture of her in the 1960s, look at those eyes, they are still the same. And this is the one and only Ruby Bridges in present day. Beautiful, intelligent, all of that stuff. And her story is very much real. I mean, it is real. And just imagine what she had to go to go through as a little girl making history at the age of six years old. Her parents were torn about whether to let her attend an all white William France elementary school a few blocks from their home. Her father resisted, fearing for his daughter's safety. Her mother, however, wanted Ruby to have the educational opportunities that her parents had been denied. Now back to Florida, a parent of a second grade student at North Shore Elementary Elementary School in St. Petersburg filed a formal complaint on March the 6th requesting the removal of the 1998 movie Ruby Bridges from the school's list of approved films. This came after the movie was shown to about 60 second graders on March 2nd as a part of a Black History Month lesson. This reporting is coming from CNN. The parents whose name is redacted in the copy of the complaint, cuz they a coward too, wrote that the movie is not appropriate for second graders and would be better suited for an eighth grade American history class. The parent objected in part to racial slurs used in the film, depictions of a child placing a noose around a doll's neck and characters threatening a Hanging. Ah, oh, oh, let's pause right here. Put the mayor up. So let me get this right. Team, put that, put that, put that back up if you can. Let me get this right. The parent objected to in part 
racial slurs used in the film. How the hell do you think Ruby Bridges and her parents felt and any other black child felt? You objected to just the portrayal of it. They had to live it and depictions of a child placing a noose around a doll's neck and characters threatening a hanging. How do you think the people who actually had to live through this stuff felt? Mary, go ahead, I, I just, I can't with this. Listen, people need to make sure they're paying attention to the lower third of the screen. Ruby Bridges story is not ancient history. She's on. only 26 years younger than me. I'm sorry, older than older. me, yes. 26 is older than me. Her parents left Mississippi because they were sharecroppers and they wanted something different for their kids. And Pinellas County is just like the United States for the most part, 11% black, but their public school system is majority minority, 50%. So you have this one white parent having the right to dictate what all these black kids in these county schools can and can't learn. This is the resegregation of education and it was created by DeSantis. So what they're telling us is Ruby Bridges at six was old enough to go through all of those racial slurs. Come on, Not Come on TV, on. but in real life had to go to school with armed guards. On guard and didn't shake, didn't break, and smiling went to school and learning, graduated, right? And then went on to become a successful business owner. But white kids in two grades higher than where she was at at the time when she was enduring this are too fragile to learn this history. I, I call BS at the highest level. This is the erasing of black history as we know it, and it's because of DeSantis, and we should hold them accountable for it. Yeah, we should make it make sense. Make it make sense. And any black people that voted for this man, y'all need to rethink that thing now. I mean, I don't know what you voted for him for. It's your right. It's your right. Cuz I ain't one of those. I ain't no latte liberal. It's your right. You voted for that dude, but you need to rethink that thing at this point. Florida, we cannot Florida and America cuz we might not be able to depend on Florida, America. America, we can't let this man become governor. He's taking us back in time. And Mary, your point is so profound. Ruby Bridges in the flesh could endure all of this hatred. But these kids can't even endure a Disney movie for God's sake. It's a Disney movie. They can't endure that. And then the parent is such a coward that their name is redacted. That lets you know everything that you need to know. But see, these are the floodgates that 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 this governor opened. This is his doing. Black America and people who consider them out themselves allies and and co-conspirators with Black America. This this burden shouldn't just be on us. Get your governor. And the parent wrote that the film. Now check this out. Put this up. Put the put the mirror. The parent wrote that the film could teach students racial slurs, how they are different, and that white people hate Black people. You know what? You know what? If telling the truth about this country offends people, then let's do a new thing for now and for the future. If what happened in the past in the in this country hurts you to the core like this, then be ready to man up, woman up, person up, and let's make sure that nothing like this ever happens again. Let's make sure that people are equal in this country. Let's make sure that black folks get reparations in this country. If you so damn offended about the history, let's write a, a, a new future. See, Mary, this, this, this kind of stuff burns me, it burns me hard. So the parent wrote that the film could teach students racial slurs. Hell, they learning that, it ain't coming from the film. It's coming from their households and their damn communities. What you talking about and how they are different. Different is good, everybody is not the same. If people wanna clean, you know, hey, racial, their, their racial and ethnic heritage, that's a beautiful thing. What's bad about it is if you're gonna hold some power over somebody and treat them differently or less than because of their ethnic or racial history, ma'am or sir. 
and that white people hate black people. Guess what? Some do, darling. I hate to break it to you, but some white people do hate black people. And it is rooted in the founding of this country. And if you can't deal with that, we so sorry for you. But we definitely can chart a new future. Man, I don't understand this white fragility is driving me crazy. Teach it. Hell, it's in every Lord. Go ahead, Mayor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, listen, it's this time for me. It's I'm yeah. way overdue. Yeah. Listen, I, I I promise you a couple things. And the first one is this parent should be no name, should be redacted because what they're doing is is absolutely you, you don't need a name. What you're showing the world is if you're white, you can stop anything about the forward thinking of black people, about the learnings of black people, right? A PG movie written by Disney is now blocked at this school because somebody may learn a racial slur. Trust me, there ain't a kid in this in this country in second grade that don't know racial slurs and what Come they on. are. I promise you, this is the same parent who probably took their kid to see violent movies about guns, knowing that kids are shooting kids in school and they ain't got no problem with it. But they got a problem with black people's story being told. That's all it's about. It's about That's blackness about. being told. This it was anti-blackness. I'm, I'm offended that they showed a Black History Month movie in February. I mean, in March. In March. They, they, they had to wait till the month was over to get to our movies. The month ain't long enough, the kids ain't learning enough, and this parent is trying to help that process. Yeah, Florida, Florida, we can't make this up. And now after receiving a complaint to your point, Mayor, the school will now engage in the formal objection process to review the challenge material. They know what this is. See, it'd be one thing if they didn't know what was happening. They know exactly, America, they know exactly what is happening and so do you. The mayor and I know and the rest of y'all know too. The movie has not been removed from all school districts, not yet. But it will be, this is exactly what DeSantis wanted. He getting exactly what he wanted to get white parents all riled up over, over nothing. Good God almighty, you know what? Republican state lawmakers have pushed for restrictions of lessons and instructional tools and involving a whole bunch of stuff, whether it's race, sexuality, gender, all of that. Now we know when it comes to sexuality and sex and health classes, yeah, that stuff should be age appropriate, no doubt. But they are making this as if teachers are just going in there, just sexing out and, and doing all kinds of things that are age inappropriate. And that is not what is happening. Up until this man and this legislature did this, these parents, they have no objections. But now all of a sudden, they got objections. All of a sudden, the teachers don't know what they are doing no more, all of a sudden. America, get this governor, he is anti-black. What him and his legislature is doing is anti-black and it is racist. Now I'm so sorry, some people's feelings are hurt. Because they don't want us to tell the truth about Governor DeSantis, aka DeSanctimonious, but it is true. What he is doing is wrong all day long. This is the 21st century, it's not the 20th century, it's not the 19th century. It is the damn 21st century and black people still gotta fight for our right to be seen and recognized and for our history to be taught while y'all coddling these cowards. Because they kids ain't asking for this, Mayor. The damn coward ass parents are asking for it. Lord have mercy on all of our souls. We're gonna stay on top of this. Yeah, we'll be back. Now we're on our way to Alabama. And this will be our last story for the day, y'all. Okay, Alabama, Governor Kay Ivey has some strange things she wants to do with Alabama's $2 billion 
education budget surplus. Now you might think she put it towards school upgrades and making sure that the kids had universal breakfast and lunch, but oh no, not her. Alabama lawmakers are about to consider spending a lot of the state's educational funding on things that aren't exactly classroom and teachers. This right here, this week Governor Kay Ivey gave lawmakers her proposed budget for the $2 billion surplus in state education funds. At least 331 million of that money will go to projects and expenses unrelated to schools and teachers in the classroom. We cannot make this stuff up. Put up her smug shot, cuz this is it, this is this chick. The proposed ETF supplemental budget includes, let us show the people what they need to know. 31 million to the Mobile Airport Authority. Yup, that got everything to do with damn schools. 25 million for the Port of Alabama for coal loading and unloading of equipment. That has everything to do with schools. 25 million to the Montgomery County Commission. 12 million to the Hydroelectric Workforce Trading Center. 30 million for an AIDT Electric Vehicle Workforce Training Center. 5 million to be expanded for the World Games. 10 million to be created and fund the Alabama Site Development Fund. Team, put the mayor up. Lord Jesus, let me just do this. And if I didn't want to tear up my my studio, cuz I would throw this. Mayor, none of this has anything to do with teachers and students in classrooms, but here we are. Yeah, I mean, we 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 are seeing uh, uh, our priorities being promised. I mean, put put on put on blast. Let's be honest. Alabama has cannot have a surplus when it comes to education when only 20% of your eighth graders are passing math tests. There's no such thing as a surplus, right? So when you're spending money on other projects like we see right now, we know exactly what's going on. You want people to stay exactly where they are because it benefits the owner donor class in some way. And the thick of this story tells us all about this. This is not just the recklessness that exists with the taxpayer money. It's also about how she's exploiting all this power that is that is that a governor has. She has taken out the bid process, the public bidding process, and some of the money that she's spending. That I'm certain you're going to speak on, sis. And it's absolutely disgusting that we find ourselves in this point where we see people, students struggling, not even to get food. Right in this in in this country, we spend about ten thousand seven hundred dollars per student. In Alabama, they spend ten thousand one hundred per student. But her proposed budget say that they should be spending in Alabama. $246,000 per prisoner. Why is there that? It, hey, because let's go ahead and put the headline up, team. Let's put it up. This chick right here, this is the smoke shot. Look at this headline. Alabama governor wants 100 million of school funds for prison freaking fill it in construction. We're not making it up. Last year, the state allocated 1.3 billion to build two new 4,000 bag mega prisons, which included 400 million of COVID relief funds from the federal government. Federal government, go back and get that money. Go back and get that, go get our money. We don't want our money used for that. Now, Ivy wants to spend 100 million for prisons that Alabamians were told they already paid for out of money meant for. Went for meant for schools. I almost said the F, almost, I almost did it, man, I almost did it. Prison construction has been a priority for Ivy since she took over because guess what? Forget teaching the kids, let's just go on and get ready for lockup. 
from Governor Robert Bentley who resigned after a scandal. Now the kicker with all the money, why not give the teachers a raise? Why not make sure we got universal meal programs? But oh no, 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 that could be too damn much. Ivy proposes 2% teacher pay raise in record $8.8 billion education budget. Did y'all see that 2%? Yeah, thank y'all, read my mind. The 2% pay increase would raise starting salaries for teachers from the current $43,000 and some change to $44,000 and some change. This misuse of the budget is disrespectful to teachers and students. And you know what, damn it, Alabama, Florida, Mississippi, what the hell, Mayor? I know we only got a few more minutes because uh, Marissa about to put up the board and tell us one minute left in the show. Mayor, what say you? Listen, this is this is people. People need to pay attention to what's happening here. That 8.8 billion dollar education budget includes that prison money. Includes they're going to spend two billion dollars on two prisons. Two billion dollars on two prisons when eighth graders aren't passing. I guess what we thought or what we underestimated about these cynical people was. That the school, the prison, the pipeline don't just mean our students, it also means our money. Come on, come on. And the feds need to come and get that COVID money. The hell? You know what, unboss family, this is our time for the day. The mayor and I went deep. We're gonna keep going deep. Fridays will be deep, deep Fridays, baby. We going there with these people. This is wrong. We can't sit idly by and be complicit in our own demise. These southern states are doing what they were doing in the 20th century, the 19th century. And damn it, they almost got us going back to the 19th and the 18th century. Oh, we sending all kinds of love, Mayor. Thank you so much for being with us. That hour went way too fast, baby. We are keeping it hot right here on Bosco. We don't play games like them other shows. We show the requisite emotion. Y'all know what I want y'all to do about this time. Let me go and calm this on down. I love y'all so very much. You know what I want you to do. I want you to keep the faith, all kinds of faith. But baby, this day and age, we got the Mary Faith with Fight. Until next time, sending you love. Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.